0: Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. It's a wonderful Sunday in South Africa. But then again, I think, depending on how your outlook in your life is, every Sunday is a good Sunday. And the Kingdom of God moves on with force, with power, with miraculous ability and with all sustaining power, and with God in control, we have the victory. So once we understand that, it changes our entire mentality of just exactly how we are going to address any particular day. Because I've watched people, when they arrive at work, when they are In general society, when they're in the mood, whether they're not in the mood and it's not a great day, or it is a good day, or you're a nuisance to them, or you know they're glad to hear from you, or whatever the case would be, it's a word called attitude. That's what I really am gearing towards. And uh, I would think that one of the things in life, John Maxwell said, Dr. John Maxwell said these words, your attitude. Uh, determines your altitude, so if you are flying on a very low attitude, then life becomes exceedingly bad, it goes from bad to worse, to, let me say this anyway, very worse, to the point where you say, well, you know, well, I don't know anymore, you know, there's so many problems, and blah, 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 and they complain, and so Then you get the certain type of person that when you talk to them, they're always smiling, always friendly, always helpful, always nice to be around, always uh, asking you, I've had it through the years, is there anything we can do for you? Can we help you with this? And uh, I would, for example, say to somebody, you know what I think I need, Uh, I've got to go and visit somebody that's very sick and like just, quite recently that happened. In fact, the person died. But before death, I uh, asked, who will take me to the place of where this person was kept? And immediately with a big smile, one of my pastors stepped forward and he said, I'm going to take you there. It'll be my great pleasure. I'm coming with you. I'm praying with you. And I looked at that and I thought to myself, bang, that's it. That's an attitude of a winner, that's somebody that says, I am part of solving the problem. I'm not part of creating problems. A lot of people are part of problems. They create problems. They set themselves up with all kinds of problems. Whereas we are living in a day and in a time which uh, I think, well, it's not what I think, it's what I know. This world has never seen as a phase in which it is like it is now. This whole thing with the COVID plague, COVID fatigue, fear-mongering, and all the stuff that goes on with it, the fear that's driven, and the way even statistics sometimes are presented, that causes more fear than, than what it does any good, and causes people to die because of fear. I just heard the other day people that are living in our townships that we're busy feeding, they're so scared. They are fearful to be in touch with civilization. And uh, if I think about that, then my heart cries out. And I feel in my heart that the job we're doing there with Frank and the team, with Benny, that's a brilliant job to do. But at the same time, you know, who's to blame for all this pumping of the fear syndrome and the phobia that runs with it and uh, people doing frantically, frantic things to, to try to escape from getting sick. But let me tell you something now, as long as there is a living God in heaven above, we shall believe we shall not fear. We shall rise up and rise again. Many years ago, well, maybe not that many years ago, there was a, a movie uh, of uh, Robin Hood, and uh, it's a nice family story, and uh, Maud and I was watching this, and, uh, you know, there was, uh, I don't know what the actor's name, I don't know all these actors, who have whatever, they... Uh, they uh, I think it's Russell Crowe played the role. And he came to a place where uh, there was an emblem or a writing in the rock that said these words. It said, rise and rise again until lambs become lions. I said, yes, that is going to be my mentality. And if any trouble come on my road, I'm going to pray myself out of that thing. That's precisely what I did now in the period of time that uh, I felt that uh, something's wrong uh, and uh, I'm just not well. I went walking out with the dogs and I don't want to get into that whole story again. Came back and I felt, yo, I should, I should have dressed much warmer. It was icy outside. It's the middle of the winter, so... It uh, didn't feel well, but it was like the second day I thought, oh, you'll be okay tomorrow. Tomorrow I wasn't okay. And uh, by the then I realized it's time for the prayer room. I went in the prayer room and I prayed. Now let me tell you something. I know the business of prayer. God in heaven is my witness. I know the business of prayer. I hit the floor and I began to pray. And I stated my case. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. State your case that you may be justified. And I began to quote scriptures. Very easy to do that. I quoted scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture. And then I began to look at my life and I said, All right, fine. If anything's wrong with me, no matter what it is, uh, I've got to make sure that there are no stumbling blocks, or some barricade or blockage between me and the Almighty God, and I got down to that. I mean, I went down into my my before I was in school, when I was in grade one, 1955, 1956. I went through all the years of school and everything, and anyone I ever knew and ever did ever ever did anything wrong, whatever it is. I prayed it through, and when I was finished, I thought, now, Lord, now now help me if there's anything else that I have now not in my life that I can think of that I said something, did something, whatever something. I, I, I said, Lord, I, I I tell you what, I tell you what, if there's anything, this is where I'm now asking the Holy Spirit to to help me and to clarify the issues. And I went on my knees, I bowed to the floor, And the next thing I experienced was the glory of God. It was an amazing presence of God that came down. I knew in my heart that I was dramatically much better. I, in fact, so much so that I said to the Lord, Lord, this is so glorious. This is so wonderful. And God is my witness that I did this. It is so wonderful. I don't want to leave this room, this year prayer room, preaching room, study room, research room, whatever you want to call it, where I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours with God. I don't want to leave this room. I don't want to go nowhere. Uh, I, I I just wanted to stay here. Because to be honest with you, it's like you, you're concerned that the feeling of the glory of God is going to leave you the moment you step out into the world. And that's a big problem for a lot of people. I watch the people. Do you know what? I watch the people. They, 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 <laughs> you know, you might be able to talk about, let's say you talk about the kingdom of God, you talk about the Bible, you come from church, and, uh, we are having. I've had a great time in church with the people. We were laying hands on the sick. We were praying for the sick, and and God was doing miracles. God healed a man that fell down a mine shaft. Another woman who was all blown up. I don't know for what reason, but her whole stomach was like she was uh, expecting a baby, but she was not. She was just completely blown up. Um, and there were people there. One man was was uh, uh like he had a stroke uh, on his right arm he was completely paralyzed standing in front of the church. I remember these things I remember everything and so you know here stands this man he's he's paralyzed he can't lift his arm uh, and uh, another another one one of the very first ones I saw was in the back of the church the child was the Lord stopped me straight in the service. I'd been praying for hours and hours. And he stopped me straight in the service. And he said, there's a man, his child is a major concern because his child is underdeveloped. I want you to pray for him. And uh, I thought, woo, I better hear right now because I'm still very green those days uh, with God and inexperienced. But it was compelling. And I said, well, there's a man in the church who's brought his son to church. His son is like too small for his age. And God has just told me, pray for him. So I prayed and I said, all right, where is he? And a man came running forward. He had his son the, at the hand. And his son was about 11 years old. And I said, okay, come on top of the platform. They came on the platform, stood on the platform. And I said, is there another boy of the same age? Got the same boy of the same age, another boy of the, of the same age. Stand back to back. And it was very clear that the one was substantially shorter than the other one and smaller. And uh, so I said, stand back to back. And I thought to myself, Well, better now. You better pray. If you've ever prayed, now you better pray now. Because if 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 you miss it now, you're going to make real, real bad inroads, even for the sake of the word. Because God confirms His word, and I'm always concerned about the fact that I have to be close to the word and uh, because I'm speaking the word and it's the word of life, it's the word of faith. I prayed for the boys. They're standing against each other like that. The one that's shorter on camera grew by six centimeters, like went up. And the church went, can I say, crazy. They saw a miracle in front of their eyes and it was taken down on camera. Now, let me tell you something. In these days, where we find people who have the COVID that get so fearful that that alone kills them, I want you to hear what I'm saying to you now. Do not fear. If Jesus the Christ was with you in the stormy water Boat, the boat of stormy waters. What would he say to you if you said to him, Lord, do you not care? We are busy dying. We are busy drowning. We uh, are soon going to swallow water, not be able to breathe at all. Lord, don't you care? What did he do? He looked at them and then he said, Why is it that you fear, O you of Little faith, and he rebuked the storm. The moment he did that, that storm went down, and that storm was no more. I remember one day I was in Bible school, and uh, there was a lot of this was 1986, and there's now students about 73 students that first year that we were there, and I remember those students they were in a in a in a in a state because a powerful hailstorm had come in on the West Rand in uh, Lindhaven, And uh, of course, everybody's parked outside. So they're all worried about their cars. That's going to get damaged. And I said, raise your hands to the roof. Point your flat hands like that to the clouds and follow me through in this prayer. And I rebuked the storm in Jesus' name. I thought, well, if the Lord does that, he gave me an example. He said, I give you an example that you should follow that. And I rebuked the storm. And I'll tell you what, it was like somebody turned a tap and closed a tap at the top. The students just stood there looking at each other at this. And I said, okay, let's go on with the classes. There is power in prayer. There is torment in fear. Fear kills the people. Faith heals the people. Faith makes the people whole again. Faith makes no room for fear. It does not allow fear to come along and say, I also want a place in this life. Faith says, there's no room for you fear. Get thee behind me, Satan, and you move on. And so I moved on. And so you could see I'm like in a mood for talking about this. And uh, if I look at this, I think, oh, Lord, you know what? It's it's like I see many, many people. And I, I see also the fear-mongering that's going on. And that, to be honest with me, with, with you, uh, angers me because I know that there's far more hope than what people... They get scared to such a, a ridiculous point that that fear drives them to, I don't know what, you know, high blood pressure, you call it. Let me tell you another thing. I need to say this to you. And that is that when it comes to any sickness, we're going to get busy with a little bit of something about the, what the devil does. Uh, very soon, if not now, then tonight, I'll do it tonight. But the point is, they, they are so afraid of what the devil now can do that they clean forget about the fact of what God can do for them. They don't understand what the Lord can do. You know, this song says, look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. And that's exactly how it is. Elijah was a man just like us and he prayed and the Lord took away the the rains off the face of the earth and he prayed again and the Lord made it rain. So if you have faith like a mustard seed, you need not fear. My biggest thing is this. To be very honest with you, if I could fly, if I could travel at very high speed, you'll find me out there in the townships And with the poorest of the poorest of the poorest and praying for them. Because I feel in my heart that there's such neglect out there on the borderlines of the Kruger National Park of where people live. They haven't even got proper water. They haven't got sanitation. They, you know. And, and, and there's no food, and we, we're taking food with Etabedi as fast as we can. We're feeding, we're teaching, we're doing everything. We're now even in, involved in, in a new project, helping them, teaching them how to grow plants and, and make garden and things like that. Skills, basic skills help them to help themselves also. But in the, at the same time, when you switch on the news, the first thing you hear is COVID fear, you know. Now, let me tell you something now. And let me say this very clear. There is no sickness. There is no name of a sickness. Never mind COVID, cancer, kidney disorder, uh, diabetes. Name it that Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, if you have faith, to believe, like a mustard seed, faith that God could heal that straightways immediately. So why sit there and fear? You know what I did when when I felt that uh, I had this situation that something went wrong in that severe cold that I was out with the dogs. I then the following day put on a scarf and I went for a walk. I waited for the sun just to come out so that it's a little warmer and I walked and uh, there's some uphill and downhill in my yard and so uh, it's a plot so, you know, you just walk up and down on the one, two two sides have got uphill and so I'm walking and I'm allowing my breath to go (sighs) and I, I, I go fast and I go downhill again and then the other side go uphill again and I allow myself to breathe very much, and breathe very much. Got back, made myself a cup of rooibos tea with honey in it, had it, and said hallelujah. And from there, I went into the prayer. Now it's a matter of how do you believe? Do you do you fear all the time? Do you fe- do you trust? Do you trust in medicine? Or do you trust in God? Somebody came the other day and said, well, you know, that particular kind of sickness, What, whatever, whatever. That particular kind of sickness, nobody can heal it. It's just impossible. That can't heal. I beg to seriously differ with that. God can heal anything, anytime, anywhere, any moment, as He wills. And he loves that person who is afflicted and he will heal whoever it is. I might have to repeat it again, but I will repeat it again because it's necessary to know that. That you know what? Don't come and tell me now. Just don't don't come and tell me now this. This is impossible. God can't even help. So you want to tell me that a professor at a university can help? No, he can't help. Jesus can. The professor needs Jesus. The lawyer needs Jesus. The judge needs Jesus. The state president needs Jesus. That's the whole thing. It's on your knees, my dear friend. It's on your knees. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and find out where you lift up your eyes to the hills from where does your help come? And you would say to yourself, My help is in the name of the Lord, the possessor, the creator, the maker of heaven and earth. Do you think he can overcome a virus, a COVID virus? Do you think he can give you back your voice? Do you think he can give you back your health? (laughs) You know, I'm fascinated with people. People are strange creatures of God. He created them in his image and likeness. The devil came along, and then from what happened then? Fear came in. The entire kingdom of God is based upon fear. Oh, but you know, we'd rather believe, you know, Professor so and so said, and I say, take away the professor, and I've got got some homework for the professor. I want the professor to read this book for a whole weekend. It'll only take that professor 72 hours. If he does it like I do it, I do it in 72 plus, plus, minus, or a little bit less, maybe 70 hours at the least. I would do this book, and when he's finished, come come sit down at, at my chair with me and ask me any question that is in his mind about his life, about how things work, how the great creator put things together, and we'll find out if this word that prophesies and it happens, prophesies and it happens, prophesies and it happens, that this book, which is called the word of truth, that there is not an answer for everything in the word of God. So I'm saying to you, here is a verse in the Hebrews chapter before four. Now I've quoted it many times, but I thought to myself, okay, well, might as well read it this time instead of quoting it. And it says these words, God also bearing witness with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. The word there of, of gifts of the Holy Spirit is the word Merim mois, merimois or merimois, merimois should I say. And uh, he comes along. And he bears witness with gifts. That means distribution or distributions of his power in accordance with a need around the world in the body of Christ. So what is the problem? The problem is a lack of knowledge. You know what? They can read the Encyclopedia Britannica until it comes out of their ears. I watch these guys. On the on sometimes, particularly on BBC, they, they have got these quiz programs. I got no problem with the quiz program; it's good. Go and enjoy it and, in, and, and you know increase your general knowledge. But if they ask them, who who did David fight and killed with a, a slingshot? Who, who how many stones did, did David use to kill who? And they'll say no 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 we 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 don't know who's David. One guy came along and says, well, you know what? I don't know very much about Samson. Another one comes along and he doesn't even know Jesus. Think about that. Doesn't know Jesus. Doesn't even know the Savior. Not Mr. Bright. Mr. Dull. Extremely dull. Running on low limb, dim lights on a dark road at night and the lights go out in the darkness too then because Jesus can heal anything. Jesus can help set any person in whatever bondage, captivity, you call it, Jesus will heal them all, not some of them. The Bible says, and he healed them all. That's what I've got to say to you this morning, and uh, I haven't even started because I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, if 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 you if you just remember, just remember who's on your side. Jesus Christ is. If you just remember that for Him, nothing, nothing is impossible. How long will it take like that? I've seen people, oh my goodness, I've seen people walk. They get dragged into the church and they walk out of the church. I've seen them. I've seen people, demon people, demon possessed people. They come in the church to curse and they get struck with blindness and they get get dragged out the church also. There's one young woman that came in and she challenged me as a servant of God. Can't think of that. Can you think of it? She now thinks the devil is that powerful, they are now Satanists, you know, and gonna do witchcraft, and her face is contorting. I said, take that woman outside. So, got a lot of people that take her out, and uh, mostly women because it's also a woman. And then after the church service, I get my car, see, there she is. She's on the ground, and there's a whole crowd, everybody's now very, very curious. And she says, the moment she sees me, she says, you're the one we're after. I said, you come to challenge me. You come to challenge me. You've come to challenge the house of God. You have come to challenge, think of it, the most high God's house. Therefore, the hand of the Lord shall be upon you. You shall be struck with blindness that you can learn. And you won't see the light of day until you have repented. She was instantly blind. They dragged her to a car and took her home. There was another witch in Krugersdorp. And that Krugersdorp witch used her as a human chalice over a distance, manipulated her to disturb the church service. She was also struck with blindness. That witch, Satanist witch, died six weeks after that. She never saw the light of day again. You don't play around with God. Don't tell me that you have to have fear for COVID, don't tell me that there's any sickness, disease, infirmity, both mental, both physical, does not matter. That you cannot heal when it comes to being Jesus being present. The big thing is Jesus must be present. And the big thing is to have a relationship with him second to none. God bless you. I will see you tonight. I'm in the mood for war with the enemy. How about you? Let's do it together. Tonight, 6 o'clock, that's a date. God bless. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.